now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week. We bring you tips, education, and updates on anything regarding your home. Whether you are in the real estate market or if you're not thinking of moving, not thinking of selling, you just want to stay home and live an enjoyable life in your home, doing some upgrades, renovations, or maybe even trying to find ways to pull equity out of your home, which is what we're going to talk about today. This is a great place for you to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. You can find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Uh, all their contact information is there. Uh, and you can even stream uh, recent episodes there. Uh, if you happen to be a podcast listener, by the way, you can download all 260 or so episodes over the last five years by going to iTunes or Google Play. So much great content as there always uh, has been. So it was a pleasure for me to be here joining you on the weekends. We've been here uh, for five years on CFAX. Just love it. I love hearing from you, our loyal listeners, every week. You guys all know that I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. Handle hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of transactions here in Greater Victoria. First-time buyers, investors, uh, downsizers, a little bit of everything. Listen, folks, if you need if you'd like to chat about your real estate needs, you know, maybe thinking about a move, not now, but in the future, future, reach out to me. Happy to chat. Always like to talk about what's going on out there in the marketplace, including some nifty tips and tools that we learn here from CFAX. And again, just reach out to me. You can always Google our name if you're having any difficulty finding us. Today, we have a returning guest. We've had him on a few times now, but it's a topic that I think is super, super important. Uh, it is Mark Phillips. Mark is the District Vice President of Vancouver Island for Home Equity Bank. And what he's here to talk about is reverse mortgages. You know, you've probably heard of, you know, what is this all about? What are reverse mortgages? You know, how do they work? Well, we're going to find out today. Um, but I do want to sort of set the stage and let you know why we have Mark back. I mean, first of all, I love having him here. Uh, and secondly, I was just, I just completed a course in a certification called the Seniors Real Estate um, specialist certification uh, out of the United States. It's a long, it's a very big uh, course, actually. And I was sort of marveling because, um, well, first of all, I know most of the content because folks, you know, I, I work with a lot of seniors anyways. Thought, you know, higher education is always a good thing. Uh, but one of the modules was all about reverse mortgages. And it got me thinking, you know, I think our CFAX listeners need to learn about this as well, too. So what better person to have here than Mark Phyllis? Mark, thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, boy, lots has changed since uh, I was on the show last. I, I was trying to think, has it been, is this your fourth visit or fifth visit or so? It seems like we have you here every year at least, right? Uh, well, if we don't, we should. Yeah, I, 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 and I've told this to you before, and um, I've probably said this to the listeners as well, because, you know, I just mentioned we podcast all of our episodes. The ones that I find, like, I don't, I, I mean, hey, I was there, so I, I hear the episode as it's going, but every once in a while, I do re-listen to uh, prior episodes, and the ones that I listen to most are the ones with you, actually. 
I, I, well, I appreciate that. I'm flattered. Yeah, well, it's just, and it's usually, well, you know, hey, you're you're a good guy, but um, the content, it's just like, wow, you know, this is this is good stuff, right? Well, you know, the neat thing about reverse mortgages is they're actually much easier than most people think they are. Uh, it's a pretty simple product that has uh, some pretty profound uses when you really dig deep. So, and I think that's what we're here to talk a little bit about today. For sure. Well, first of all, you know, the one that comes to mind, because people still refer to this because it's not, is they go, oh, is that the CHIP program, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. The CHIP reverse mortgage. We've been uh, we've been doing it uh, for just about 37 years now. Uh, we started actually out of Vancouver uh, yeah. back in 1986. And um, yeah, we started out as the it was the Canadian Home Income Plan, I think was the name of the company. So CHIP. And uh, in 2008, we became a Schedule One bank. Yeah. So, you know, fully regulated by, by OSFI, just, just like all the big banks and, uh, uh, and, you know, some, some of the lending practices also changed, um, during that time. So, but you, you know um, what, since, since we're here, let's just cover that one because that seems to be the thing that, that people still grapple onto is, oh my goodness, you know, um, uh, these reverse mortgages, they're crazy because you pay so much and the rates and so on and so forth. But as you had mentioned just now, and to me before, um, because you guys are a chartered bank as of you said 2008 right 2008 yes yeah which means that things change so um i i'm sure there were examples in the past pre-2008 where people maybe didn't have as good a a uh an experience but things have changed now right yeah certainly and and you know a lot of the information that we get trickles up across the border from what happens in the united states for for example one of the big ones that i hear often is um the bank is going to take ownership of your home in Canada, that simply doesn't happen. Uh, even if we thought that was a good business practice, uh, the, the regulators wouldn't let us do that. Down there, there are companies that will will actually take title of your home and in an exchange for an annuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so essentially, they'll they'll underwrite you just as if it's a life insurance product, and they'll say, okay, your your health is this, your age is this, your house is worth this value. The home belongs to the to the lender now, but uh, you can stay in it, and we'll give you this much money for, for this long. That doesn't happen here. Um, in fact, it never has. Um, when we started out, we were a private lender. Um, rates were a little bit higher. Uh, there was annual renewal fees, things like that. Now we're not. It's you know our rates are based on on five year GICs. We're we're really focused on being a long term product. And the the idea of our product is basically to to keep people in their homes as long as possible. That, that's what we want to do. Our loan to values are very very low. Um, the mortgage itself is really just the same as any other mortgage. If you walked into your bank and asked for one, the mm-hmm. two main differences are we don't qualify somebody based on their ability to, to make payments, um, because there are no payments, no payments required. It's a payment optional mortgage. Clients mm-hmm. can make payments if they want to. Um, in, in the nearly eight years I've been doing this, I've had a grand total of four people make payments on their mortgages, but that's their choice. It's totally their choice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, uh, the the reason why people use this product is because they don't need to make payments, unlike a, a line of credit or some or, or mortgage, which we'll be talking about with Denise when she joins us in a few moments here. Um, but you know, there's a lot of benefits here, and that's what I want to get into as we uh, as we chat about uh, about this today, right? Yeah, yeah. So the, I mean, obviously, there's there's certain products are going to be right for certain clients. And um, generally, what I would say is that for somebody who is is working or has good cash flow coming in, a regular mortgage or line of credit is a great product for them to have. Because if you have income coming in, you can you can afford to make payments. Um, once people start getting into retirement uh, and are are perhaps on a fixed income, in a lot of cases, clients that I see, you know, have OAS, CPP, maybe some small pension. Well, I mean, 
it's no surprise to anybody. We've all heard it all year long. Victoria is the most expensive city in British Columbia to, to live in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with cost of living, OAS and CPP doesn't cut it anymore. Uh, and if somebody's lucky enough to have equity in their home, that really is, uh, it's a financial asset that they can use um, just, just to help them uh, in their retirement. With some because, because that's the other thing. The other thing is all of these people who've owned their homes for 30, 40, 50 years, uh, they're, you know, they bought their home for $29,000. It's worth $2 million now. They've got all of this equity in their home, but no way to access it, right? Exactly. Yeah. We're lucky enough to live in a very desirable place where home values have increased in huge amounts over the last few years, especially. Uh, and, and this just offers a, a unique way for people to access some of that equity to live their life. Maybe I can share a client story. Uh, I won't share any Well, names, well, but, uh, well actually, oh, uh, before we yeah. do that, because we're, we're, we're coming up here to our first break, and I want to make sure you got all the time to do that, right? Sounds good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's to, to me, and I'm assuming here that our listeners today that maybe some some of them have not heard us talk before and have not heard about uh, uh, Home Equity Bank and about reverse mortgages. And this is what we're hoping to do today is maybe dispel some myths or misunderstandings and to maybe even um, uh, offer this as another option or example that people could use if they want to, to do so. Right, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So again, we're here with Mark Phillips. He's the District Vice President of Vancouver Island for Home Equity Bank. And we are talking about reverse mortgages, how to tap equity out of your home. You know, maybe you're one of those folks that bought your house for $29.5 and it's worth $2 million now, but it's no good unless you have a way to access the money. Right, Mark? Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a simple pro- simple process too. Absolutely. Well, listen, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, Denise Webster, our show sponsor from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, is going to be joining us because, of course, you guys work together as a team quite often. We're going to be chatting about this more. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We are chatting today about reverse mortgages, how you can tap into the equity that you've built up in your home. And this is especially important uh, for those who are on fixed incomes or are going to struggle perhaps qualifying for a mortgage on their home or a line of credit. Of course, we're chatting with Mark Phillips from Home Equity Bank. And joining us here uh, again is Denise Webster, our show partner and sponsor from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Hey, Denise. Hey, Tony. Uh, Always fun. It's always fun having both of you guys here. You guys are a great team that work together. Just before the break, I had to cut Mark off because I want to make sure that you had a lot of time to explain this one out. You were going to tell us about an example and a client. um, And maybe this is something that that, uh, some of our listeners might uh, sort of connect with. Yeah, it, it, it resonated to me because it's a fairly typical example of, of somebody who lives in, in Victoria. I don't think it's um, a, a very uncommon story, but this is a, a client who uh, owns a home worth about two and a half million dollars, lovely property, a little bit of maintenance that, that, that was required on the, on the home. Um, they also had a, or have rather, uh, approximately a $600,000 uh, investment portfolio. For the last year or so, that investment portfolio has has been decreasing in value, which is pretty pretty common right now. Um, we've seen some some pretty substantial drops in in investment markets lately. This client was one of those people who would only take money out of their investment portfolio when it was making money. 
uh, and wisely did not like taking money out of it when it was decreasing in value. And as a consequence of that was living effectively off of OAS, CPP, uh, and a small foreign pension. In talking to this client, we found that uh, that he was kind of struggling to to keep up with um, with cost of living. And we all know, like I said before, in Victoria, this is one of the most expensive. It is the most expensive city in in, uh, in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, and with inflation, that, that's not helping. You know, a ten dollar loaf of bread and an eight dollar uh, head of lettuce. That's uh, it's it's pretty tough to keep up. On a fixed so what income, we ended up especially. doing, yeah, what we yeah. ended up doing for this client is, you know, two and a half million dollar home that was free and clear. Basically, we took a, a, a small amount to to do some of that deferred maintenance um, that I that I mentioned. Uh, put a heat pump in so that uh, that you know heat in the winter and cooling in the summertime. Uh, and then two, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And two thousand dollars a month uh, coming in out of the value of a two and a half million dollar home, two thousand dollars a month, just to supplement that monthly income from the OAS CPP and pension. And this is essentially just a, a bridge program to get him to the point where the investments uh, bounce back and can start uh, funding his retirement um, as he had, had originally planned. So I think this is a, a really, it's a perfect example. I think it's a very creative and, and a great use of a reverse mortgage as a, as a financial tool. Okay, so a couple of things that I just pull out, out of that, because people often think, well, if they do a reverse mortgage, it's a lump sum. And what if they don't have the discipline to deal with that? So I'm just out of curiosity, how, how is this monthly uh, being delivered? Like, is there, is there a, a, um, a process or a system there, or is it just discipline? It's just another way that we can distribute funds from a reverse mortgage. A client can can either choose to have, you know, let's say hypothetically they're approved for five hundred thousand dollars. They can either take that as a lump sum of the entire five hundred thousand all at once, or they could take as little as twenty five thousand to start, uh, and then they could decide to take a monthly income um, of as little as a thousand dollars a month, and it would just be deposited monthly into their bank account, just just like any other pension would be. Amazing. I love this product. It's like, they, it's like you got a new job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but okay, I, I mean, some might be thinking right now, but hold on a second. I mean, where's that money coming from? But it's actually coming from the equity of your of the client's house, right? It is. It comes out of the equity. Uh, a client will only pay interest on the money that they've actually received. So even though somebody might be approved for a much higher amount, they might not be using that money and therefore they're not paying interest on it. And so when you think about in this particular example, uh, there, there wasn't a very large initial advance, and there's two thousand dollars being drawn per month. And you think about that small amount as it builds over time, um, in relation to a two and a half million dollar home. That, you know, if we look back historically in in Greater Victoria, uh, single family dwellings have grown a little bit over six percent per year for for decades and decades. So you think about a single family dwelling of two point five million dollars growing at six percent, uh, and a small small debt of two thousand dollars a month growing at you know, whatever the rates are right now you know, in the in the six to seven percent range that's not really going to make much of a dent in that equity growth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay wow I have many questions <laughs> this is, and sorry this... the other the other side to that is yeah. the the other option for this client or for a lot of clients in the same situation would be that they're drawing money from their investments which are currently down. And yeah. so the money they would draw out and they of those get taxed on it too, right? They could be, yeah, if they're yeah. registered. Yeah, they those investments won't participate in the rebound when it eventually comes. And so we would expect a rebound to, to probably be in the double digits. Yeah, and that's and so the, the opportunity cost of of 
taking money out of those investments versus uh, borrowing that money. It actually makes more sense in the long term to borrow that money. Well, and then that's the reason. Sorry, yeah, the tax-free component of that is unbelievable. Yeah, that, that's another good point, Denise. Thank you. Is that the money that you borrow from your home is tax-free and, and it doesn't affect any existing, um, you know, in some cases, clients might have the guaranteed income supplement, which is a top-up to OAS. Uh, and if you make too much income, you don't qualify for that. This doesn't affect that in any way. Okay, let's shift gears a little bit because Denise is here as well too. And we're talking reverse mortgages right now with Mark. Um, some other uh, alternatives for people, of course, are to look at uh, either getting a line of credit against their home, a secure line of credit, or, or maybe even remortgaging, right? I mean, those are Correct. things that you commonly see. Yep. All right. And I think the one thing we're seeing that is um, you know, really related to the higher interest rates right now is people are not qualifying for enough traditionally that they hoped they've got the equity there but the income is so fixed that there's only a maximum amount that they can either get approved in a limit of a home equity line of credit or a traditional mortgage. So the, the ability to qualify for the reverse mortgage without any income calculation is unbelievable and, and being able to tap into that equity. So, you know, we look at three options for every client, depending on age and depending on the property location and the value. So there, it's really nice to know there are options. Yeah, because uh, as, as you're saying here, even though that equity might be there, I mean, it the, an owner might have $2 million worth of untapped equity, but they still need to be able to qualify uh, based on their monthly income for a mortgage or a line of credit. Right. And if we're talking about some, you know, seniors that are on a fixed income, it's unbelievable how little they're qualifying for because of this stress test, the qualifying rate. Yeah. Which brings us back to reverse mortgages, because uh, as you've said, Mark, um, the income is not a factor in this whole qualification process, right? Correct. Yeah, we we don't factor in a client's ability to make payments because no payments are required. So it really is just a, the the amount that we can lend is is just a factor of uh, uh, the location and value of the property and a client's age. Um, because there's no payments being made, we want to make sure that the equity doesn't erode too fast. And so therefore, the older a client is, the more we can lend to them, up to a maximum of 55% of the value of their home. We'll never yeah. go over that. So a lot of equity remains in the home. They mm -hmm. never get to the, they will never likely get to the point where they owe more than the house is worth. Something catastrophic would have to happen for that to. Yeah, like our property values would have to go down 50% or something, right? Right, nobody wants to live in Victoria anymore, right? Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. It's the best myth buster of it all because there's such a stigma out there that the bank will own your home, but the calculation is so, um, you know, risk averse. So it, it, they're or assessed that they're, they're just never going to take that much equity. The maximum's 55%, correct? Yeah, that's 55%. Our average loan to value is, is much lower than that. Yeah. Um, to get 55% in Victoria, a client would have to be probably somewhere in their mid-80s. Our average client is about 72 years old. And so we're lending about 33% loan to value. Perfect. on average yeah okay yeah. good to know good to know uh we're coming up on our next break here uh, we're having a conversation about reverse mortgages with mark phillips he's the district vice president of vancouver island of home equity bank and of course our regular denise webster our show partner from dominion lending center's modern mortgage group uh myth busting that's what you just said denise we're talking about things that a lot of people are confused about or they have no idea and that's what we're here to do is to help them now i just want to say folks may not be for you 
but we're here giving you options, right, guys? Exactly. Precisely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, listen, we need to take uh, our break right now. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the Whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Of course, you can find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com and you'll find the whole home show. All of our contact information is there or just reach out to us. We love hearing from you uh, every week. And of course, if you're a podcast listener, just download all 260 of our episodes by going to iTunes or Google Play. They are all there. Love it when listeners call. Uh, Denise, you get calls from our listeners on a regular basis, right? I do. It's lovely. I love it. I love it. Of course, we are talking today with Denise Webster uh, and with Mark Phillips from Home Equity Bank. We're having a conversation about reverse mortgages. And as Denise said just before the break, uh, maybe doing a little bit of myth busting here, you know, uh, clarifying things that maybe people are not uh, uh, so clear on. I, I do want to bring that one thing up, though, and that is this whole why are interest rates so high? And um, I think people need to understand it is a different product than a mortgage where the bank is receiving monthly payments, right? Indeed, yeah. The way the way we raise our capital to lend is a little bit different than the than the regular banks do. I mean, we don't offer checking accounts that have zero percent interest on them. Uh, <laughs> all of our funds are raised through the sale of GICs. So, um, if you own a GIC portfolio with, you know, say. BMO Nesbitt Burns or TD Waterhouse, there's a chance that they may offer a home equity bank GIC as part of that portfolio. We raise our capital based on selling five-year GICs and, and our rates are basically just the, uh, the GIC plus, you know, a, a little bit on top to do the, to do business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, I guess where we're getting to, what I'm getting to is it is not a product where for rate shoppers, people saying, well, you know, I want the lowest rate and I want the benefit of not having to make payments. It doesn't work that way. Right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. There's, there's another part to that as well is that we're what's known as a non-recourse lender. So if for some reason, the scenario that we talked about before the break, nobody wants to live in Victoria, housing prices drop and the mortgage goes underwater. Uh, and Home Equity Bank takes a loss on the mortgage for whatever reason, which I will say just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, we can't go after a client's other assets. We're a non-recourse lender. So the only security we have is the value of the home. Yeah. Whereas a regular bank, a regular lender is able to, to take recourse by going after a client's other assets, whether it's investment portfolios, whether it's other properties, whatever it is, wage garnishment, things like that. We simply can't do that. So um, the simple fact of it is our, our mortgage is a little bit higher risk. Uh, and that's yeah. also one of the reasons. So our rates are a little bit higher and our loan to values are a little bit lower. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's fair. Absolutely fair. Um, I have a scenario that I want to run by both of you guys. So I have folks that uh, own clear title, a house in Gordon Head. They have bought a pre-sale uh, condo that's under construction. And of course, one of the questions is, how do we line up the dates? Because we don't know when the condo is going to be done. You know, what they would like uh, ultimately is to be able to have both properties for a short time so that they can move into the condo, take their time moving out of the house. We'll line up as best we can the sale. 
Um, but, you know, he's talking about pulling money out of investments and, you know, uh, all of that kind of stuff. Um, not an ideal situation, but you guys have another, there's another product that we can talk about, right, Mark? There certainly is. Yeah, that's a great lead in because that's uh, that is exactly why we recently launched this new product. We call it the chip open. Uh, it is it is simply just an open version. So when I say open, that means there, there's no penalty to pay it out. It's it's you know, you can have the mortgage for a day if you want to, and there's no penalty to pay it out. Uh, the unique part about this mortgage is that you can actually do it uh, what's called interalia. It's over more than one property. So we can take security over up to three properties, but in most cases, we'll do it over two. Mm -hmm. uh, and in, in the example that you've just given, uh, we can use their existing home. They own and clear we can title. use the purchase property. Yeah, clear yeah. title. And we can use the value of the purchase property as well. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, we'll be able to get 100% of the equity for the purchase out of both of those properties. Clients can then take their time and move out of the home that they may have been in for, for decades. And if they're moving into you know, something that's smaller, they might have to get rid of things, clean things up, take some time, list the house when it's clean, maybe even stage it, realize a higher sale value. And then when they do that, they can pay us back with no penalty. Wow. See, this is this is the bonus because we were talking about this yesterday. It would be nice for them to have moved into the new place so that they don't need to fuss with showings and, you know, uh, all of that kind of stuff. And, and the other struggle that people have is moving into a new place. They don't know, you know, they haven't had a chance to measure out the walls to buy new furniture and stuff. So there's a lot of options here, right? Now, uh, we've chatted with Denise or mortgage brokers uh, about this before as well, too, about, hey, how about a, um, you know, short-term uh, bridge financing? finance uh, or stuff like that. But Denise, you've told me before, banks really aren't in the business for that short-term kind of product, right? Nope, not at all. They are not in the business of short-term lending. So if they can clearly see what you're doing as, uh, you know, they know you've got a free and clear, you have enough equity in that home that you're going to be purchasing this property outright. There's no reason that we would, you know, be able to do that purchase that the bank knows it's short term they're there they don't need a mortgage the end result is that they will not need a new mortgage so quite often the only option we've had was private financing and private financing does this all day long but it's you'll choke on the cost because quite often this can be a five-day period maybe is the overlap yeah. and for five days of getting your financing i mean it's it's i'm gonna throw a number out there but there's usually a minimum ten thousand dollar fee Wow. Like it's, it's, it's a lender fee up front and it's a high interest rate. Sometimes there's a mandatory three months payment. So you might have to hold on to that private mortgage for three months, even though you didn't only needed it for three days. Yeah. So private financing is a quick solution um, and usually always approved, but you'll choke on the numbers. So this um, option, I'll let Mark elaborate. I, I mean, the, the cost difference compared to private, it's just a wonderful uh, new product. All right. Well, what's the process? Again, let's just think about this example of folks, uh, you know, moving from a house to a new build and they want to have an overlap, maybe like a month or something like that. What are they going to do? Well, really, what they would probably want to do is reach out to Denise, get an application started. Uh, the first step would really be to just run some numbers. So we, very quickly, within a minute, we can we have, you know, online calculators that we can use and, and uh, pull up a quote for them, make sure that the numbers will work. Uh, as long as they do, and as long as they have um, an existing uh, offer to purchase on, on that pre-sale, uh, we, could, we could sort of do a, a, a loose pre-approval. Obviously, we couldn't do an appraisal until the new property was complete, but we'd have a really good idea of what the numbers are going to come in at and what we'd be able to lend. 
And then when that new property is ready, we can put a mortgage over both of those properties, advance the funds, they buy the new property, take their time, move, clean up the old house, uh, and and when it does sell, uh, and you know it may be a good time where where it allows them a few months to get into um, a more robust spring market, yeah. um, and uh, and then they realize a higher sale price than than they might uh, at the time of move in. Amazing. So there must be the same uh, clarif- uh, uh, qualifications, though, like age, like a minimum age and things like that, right? It, we underwrite it exactly the same as our regular uh, okay. chip reverse mortgage. So, yeah, minimum age is 55 years old. Yep. Um, and uh, the maximum we'll go to is 55 percent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, I have a question because we always keep mentioning, OK, they've got a free and clear title of the property. But what if they don't have a free and clear title and they do have a small mortgage still on the home that they're going to eventually be selling? We could still do that, correct? We could absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, I I would say that the the vast majority of the mortgages we do uh, go to paying out at least in in some amount uh, an existing debt, yeah. and so to some extent, what we're doing in those cases are we're swapping debts that require payments that maybe people are struggling to to make, uh, we're swapping that for a debt that doesn't require payments. So in those situations, we really are a cash flow solution. Um, but in this case, if we're looking at doing, you know, bridging for for a, a purchase, um, then as long as the numbers work, we could pay out an existing mortgage as part of that as well. Yeah, easy. Yeah, and and again, folks, it's funny. You, you may think that you've got this long-standing relationship with the bank. You may think that they'll give you money for you know a short term. But like Denise says, I mean, they're all about building relationships and selling you more product, right? Uh, yeah, so, or just a you know a nice long-term, at least a five-year term or two-year term mortgage. Yeah, yeah, not short term. Yeah, got it, got it. Okay, I uh, need to take our last break of the day here. We're having a chat with Denise Webster about mortgages, uh, lines of credit, stuff like that. And of course, talking with Mark Phillips. Uh, he is with Home Equity Bank, the district vice president of Vancouver Island, uh, talking about reverse mortgages. And what did you call this product just now? This uh, being able to we, bridge? We call it the, the chip open the chip. Oh, that sounds like a golf. Uh, uh, it does, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, we'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe talking today about reverse mortgages and using all of that equity that you have built up in your home to do other stuff. Our guests are Denise Webster, our show partner and uh, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, and also Mark Phillips, a district vice president in, of Vancouver Island of Home Equity Bank. Thanks, guys, again, uh, for coming and talking with us today. Thank you. Pleasure to be back. Oh, yeah. All right. We were talking about the chip open just now, and that's a great way to bridge uh, uh, from a, one purchase to the next. Um, the other the other thing that I wanted to cover uh, today, as I said from the start, I uh, was involved in this course out of the States. And of course, something that came up a lot in conversation, which I know can happen here too, but maybe people don't know about this, is using a rever- you own your house, you know, uh, cash outright or, you know, lots of equity, and you want to buy another house, you could use a reverse mortgage to do that, right? Absolutely. Now, specifically, are you talking about buying, say, a rental property or a second no. home? Or- so, so moving from one house to the next. So, mm-hmm. you know, of course, we just talked about the uh, open uh, chip open, which helps someone go from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. But if somebody had, 
you know, maybe perhaps I should paint the picture here. Somebody owns a property like that client that you were mentioning earlier, Mark, that's got a, you know, two and a half million dollar property. Um, but they want to downsize and move to another house, but also use their equity in, uh, in some way. Actually, it doesn't even need to be a downsize. It could be an upsize as well, too. Right. Or move sure. to a move to a, a nicer area, for instance. Right. Maybe similar house, but nicer area. Um how can someone use a, a uh, reverse mortgage to make this move? Yeah, it's just another great example of of the the product overall is is seen as something very complicated, but in reality, it it is just a regular mortgage with a few different features to it. So, in the same way that if you were going to go and buy a house, you know, uh, Tony gets you an offer on a on a new house accepted, and you're going to move in, and you need a mortgage, you go see Denise and whether that's a, a typical conventional mortgage um, that, that you have to make payments on or whether it's a reverse mortgage, it really is exactly the same process and exactly the same, the same thing. The difference being is that uh, the reverse mortgage, you don't have to qualify based on your income. And then once you set it up, you don't have to make payments. So I, that's triggering something for me because if I had the client wanting to purchase the new home and they needed a mortgage and qualified for a mortgage on the new property, but they didn't have the down payment because it's all tied up in the equity of the home. I wouldn't actually have a debt servicing payment on the chip mortgage on their primary home to have to qualify for the new mortgage either. Well, that would be useful. It would. <laughs> <laughs> because they're not making payments. Right? I know there's no payment requirement. And that's what debt servicing is. It's your income versus debts. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So somebody has uh, either purchased house or they're in their house. They have a reverse mortgage in place. We know that the um, the money comes from the equity out of their their property. Let's talk about the future. So when that owner decides to sell and, for instance, move to a retirement community, uh, or you know, heaven forbid, passes away or whatever, goes to the estate, right? Mm -hmm. So it goes without saying that house. Call it a two million dollar house. Um, there is a reverse mortgage on it of whatever, call it $500,000. Uh, obviously, Home Equity Bank gets paid out, right? And the rest of the equity goes to the heirs. Exactly. Yeah. It just, and, and again, exactly in the same way that any other mortgage would happen. Uh, yeah, the, the estate would be responsible for, for paying out the debt one way or another, whether it's uh, whether heirs come up with their own funds to pay out the debt or, or if the property gets sold. Yeah. Um, we won't dictate how that happens. Uh, that's that's entirely up to to the executors or the estate, and yeah, they move on with it. The mortgage gets paid back. Paid back. The the home always remains in the name of the owner, or or in the case of death, in the estate, yeah. uh, and would pass through the will uh, or or probate uh, as per the wishes of that estate. Okay. Um, there are some key qualification things. You've already covered it. Has to be fifty five and over, right? Clients must be fifty five years older yep. or older. Yep. Has to be principal residence, right? So they can, you can't buy an investment or something out of this. Well, the the primary residence has to be part of the package. So we can actually do. I said the term interalia earlier. So we can actually roll three different properties into a single mortgage, as long as a client's primary residence is the main one in the package. So uh, not very often that I do three properties, but very often would we do a couple of properties into, into a single mortgage. 
whether it's a, a vacation property or whether that's a rental property or in in the the chip open discussions we've had whether it's you know a purchase and, and an eventual sale property yeah okay uh <laughs> so in other words it's not just a it's not just a uh clear-cut uh principal residence only there's there are some other factors that can be involved there too it's a simple product with a lot of very um very I guess more complex uses the more you dig into to how we can use the product. Yeah. Oh my goodness. For sure. <laughs> All right. All right. So um uh tell us though, like what is your typical what's your typical applicant? Like when they when they get in touch with you guys, what what are they looking for? More often than not, I would say cash flow is an issue. Yeah. Um, I think I referred to that a little bit earlier. Is that that we're we're solving cash flow solutions for um, for retirement age Canadians is really what we do. I think our our average uh, client age across the country works out to about seventy years seventy two years old. Uh, average loan to value is is I believe is around thirty three percent thirty two thirty three percent loan to value, and the vast majority of what we do, as I said earlier, is swapping debt that requires payments. That are that are causing stress on people on fixed income, for a debt that doesn't require payments that allows somebody to stay in the home that they love. You know something else that that everyone is faced with nowadays too is they have their pension, they've got their fixed income, but the cost of maintaining that house continues to go up. It's the utility costs, the you know landscaping, you know getting maintenance done, and all that. Those are all extra things that maybe sometimes we forget about every once in a while, right? And without that additional cash, it's interesting. You know the story that you told us at the very beginning uh, with the client and basically supplementing their income. Uh, that's where this money comes in handy, right? Yeah, using using your home as a financial asset. Uh, I know that seems to be um, there. There's a certain mindset out there that that you know has always been raised on you. You get a job, you buy a home, you pay off your mortgage, and and you never touch that. That's a home. I think that is beginning to shift with these huge increases in 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 home values and uh, the huge cost of of living increases. People are starting to see their homes as a financial asset that should be used rather than than you know just held onto just to be passed on to the next generation. Um, I we actually have a, a lot of people using this product to take out equity to help the next generation get into the housing market because. Uh, you know, the average home in Victoria costs, what is it, $1.2 million this year. Mm -hmm. uh, that means that you can't go in with 5% down anymore. Uh, Denise can probably expand on this, but uh, you have to have 20% down to, to purchase an average home in Victoria. Um, when that number is over half a million dollars, <laughs> that's, oh, sorry, not half a million dollars, sorry, bad math there, $250,000. <laughs> yeah. You're probably going to need help if you're, uh, you know, a young borrower or a young family trying to get into into a home. And so we see a lot of people who are, are taking equity out of their homes that they've been in for a long, long time uh, to use to, to, to gift to kids or grandkids to help them get into the market. And this brings up a great point because I've actually seen it um, where the family chose to do the home equity line of credit and they wanted to put that on their property and, 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 and pull uh, um, from the line of credit for their down payment for their child. Uh, well, now they've got that monthly expense and they're like, oh, well, the kids are going to pay this, you know, they'll help us with this monthly interest. Well, where interest rates are now, that's becoming a very stressful debt to them. 
So the line of credit that they use to give the gift down payment uh, is now costing them a monthly fee and the kids mortgage has gone up as well. So anybody trying to just help subsidize that gift that they borrowed, which was a gift, but now the parents have a monthly interest payment. So it's, I, I just feel like that's, it's been very eye-opening now because of the interest rate hikes. We've heard of cases where people's lines of credit are up like 500 bucks a month just because yeah. of interest rates. Yeah, so not just mortgages. Where does that money come from, right? It's going to be hard with somebody on a fixed income. Yep, very much so. All right, so let's just go back to, to, to this line of, of, of dialogue. Is it taking the equity out of the house to help kids or grandkids own a home now in a very uh, in a market that is hard to get into? You know, no question, it's hard for first-time buyer. Um, but how nice is it for someone um, to be able to gift this to their kids or grandkids now while they're still around and to be able to enjoy that home purchase with them and not be burdened with a uh, additional payment, a mortgage payment or a line of credit payment uh, out of equity for their home, right? In a lot of the cases that we see, the the house was going to be eventually passed down to children anyway. Uh, and this is just a great advantage, a, a great opportunity to be able to pass on some of that gift during a client's lifetime, uh, allow their children to hopefully live in a community that's still near them. Uh, again, we're talking about in Victoria, it's, it's pretty difficult to get into the housing market for the first time here. And so we're seeing where people are, are, are doing this so that their family can stay near them rather than them having to sell and move to a different community where they don't know the doctor or dentist or you know their neighbors, things like that. Um, so it's, it's really powerful. It's a powerful thing to be able to do the the value of the home would eventually have gone to the kids anyway um so i it's a i think it's a perfect a perfect use of of of, of the home as a financial asset yeah and and what you just covered is this whole aging in place uh concept which is you know staying in the place that you've known for 30 or 40 years and the neighbors that you've known and the grocery store that you've gone to and you know the rec center and everything nearby instead of going to a completely different neighborhood right yeah, it's the key yeah. to aging out gracefully, you know, just staying where you know and where you're comfortable. So yeah. it used to be called that we would say, you know, you, you're not you're not selling your home, but you kind of are. You're you're giving up your home yeah. collateral to stay in your home. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. And have no payments. I love it. Oh my goodness. Okay. So if one of our listeners wants to investigate more, reach out to Denise, right? Yes, Please? absolutely. Give oh, Denise okay. a shout. Yeah, yeah. And Denise, Denise, remind them now because I know they're scrab they're scrambling for they're scrambling for their papers and pens right now. What's your phone number? Two five zero eight eight nine four seven four three or uh, email to Denise at denisewebster dot com. And of course, you can find Denise's contact information on our page, cfax1070.com. It's the whole home show. She's always there. Like we never take her name off that. She's one of our show partners. Um, but great to have this conversation so much. Again, I always learn. Thank you, Mark Phillips. He is the District Vice President uh, of Vancouver Island for Home Equity Bank. Uh, and we've dispelled many myths here. Um, look into it, folks. This is really interesting. Thanks, guys, for joining us today. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me back. And uh, for the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week. The proceeding was a paid program sponsored by Tony Joe Prime Real Estate Team at REMAX Island Properties. CFAX 1070 and Bell Media do not endorse the views expressed or the goods or services promoted in the program.